Hello people, how far? I'm Onye Onye and you're welcome to another episode on the Woman Podcast today. Good afternoon, if it's afternoon by the time you're listening. And if it's not afternoon by the time you're listening, I hope you have a pleasant day today. Today I'll be discussing what the journey to an African marriage looks like for the average rural, urban or suburban young woman. From her teens to her thirties, the pressure family and society puts on her as well as the pressure she is most likely to put on herself. So, let's begin. Child gender preference may seem like an absurd idea to foreigners, But we Africans, most especially Nigerians, are not new to the concept. Families prefer to have sons because they feel it's the man who carries the family name into the next generation. Family tradition among the Igbos, for instance, require that only sons can perform certain functions under religious and cultural traditions. The first son, the Okbara, by tradition inherits the Ofo title, which is a symbol of family authority. The son, is also the widow's might when it comes to claiming the properties of a diseased husband from prying relatives. Things might sound outdated, but they still apply even now. For instance, The Guardian Nigeria in 2016 did an investigation that was carried out on couples in Ilorin investigating the factors or reasons why Nigerians prefer male children. A whooping 70% agreed that boys were more important than girls. Why 30% discarded the assertion? This matter is such a big deal that in cultures like the Igbo culture, a woman is not considered to have taken an, in quote, full seat in her home if she hasn't given birth to a male child. A study by Pauline Rossi has found that areas of Africa like Tunisia, Egypt, Morocco, and other northern African countries where the preference for male children are very high. Male children are breastfed longer and female children weaned quicker. But that's not the conversation for today. Should I even dare to mention inheritance rights? I can already hear some people vehemently advocating that I don't go there. Women in Africa are not able under customary and sometimes legislative law to inherit property or land. A woman's ability to inherit land is defined solely by her relation to a man. While married, she enjoys the use of land belonging to her husband. Upon his death, her access to land is at the mercy of her in-laws, who are in most situations not merciful at all. Without secure access to land and property rights, widows are often left homeless and destitute. This issue of disinheritance greatly undermines women's economic security and independence, leading to the feminization of poverty. It's not just widows that suffer the setbacks of disinheritance. Wives and daughters as well. I know this woman from northern Nigerian parts, who told me a story of how she had to buy land in the name of her son, who wasn't even up to 15 years of age, because custom laws do not allow women to as much as purchase land even when they have the economic power to do so, that is, even when they have the money to do so, they cannot buy land. 
Daughters are also denied the economic boosts inheritance would have given them if they had had it. What does this have to do with a girl's journey to marriage, you might ask? Please stay tuned to find out. In most Nigerian cultures, females within the age of 18 to 30 and sometimes earlier ages are receivers of a lot of marital pressures. It begins with expectations, then anxiety as she begins to advance in age, and then finally contempt and outright ridicule when it seems to family members and onlookers that she's ill-fated to a life of husbandlessness, if such a word exists. People want to see her married. It doesn't matter if she's prepared or not. Little consideration is given to her empowerment. Her empowerment in this sense refers to her ability to gain control over her own life, her ability to choose and control her economic activity, such as getting a job and earning her own income and having power over her own finances. Her empowerment leads to her ability to contribute to the society at large. And this is oftentimes overlooked. Many cultures in Nigeria and indeed in Africa still see a woman's primary role in society as, in quotes, belonging to the kitchen. It's a man plus family equals woman equation. And these young girls are left bearing the burden of expectations once they reach marriageable age. Let's look at female education as a means to empowerment. For instance, according to a report published by Lars Kmar in 2022, Sub-Saharan Africa had the highest female illiteracy rates in the world. These are countries like Benin, Chad, Nigeria, Congo, etc. In Liberia, for instance, girls get an average of 2.3 years in school. That's in total, from nursery to whenever, 2.3 years. This is the lowest level in Africa and globally, with Niger being the second lowest female education participation country with 2.6 years. Nigeria, my country, has a female education participation rate of 4.25 years, which is really low if you look at it. If a girl in Nigeria started school from nursery one, according to the average mentioned, she'd be pulled out by primary one. You might be asking, okay, so what are the barriers that hold these girls back? Well, the answer is not as much as the lack of resources as it is early marriages. It doesn't matter if the girl was pulled out of school in primary five or just as three or SS3. Till today, young girls are forcefully pulled out of school and put into marriages with men because of poverty or the family's expectation of the man being rich enough to take care of the girl's family. For instance, an article written by UNICEF recorded that 41% of girls in West Africa marry before reaching the age of 18. This hampers young girls from realizing their full potential and making sizable contributions to society. Chances also are that girls forced into these marriages have no skills and cannot fend for themselves. Hence, they become dependent. Research carried out by the UN, the United Nations, has found out that educating young girls has led to the reduction of poverty in rural areas, increase in maternity health, and lower the incidence of HIV and AIDS and other sexually related infections. Educating a girl positively changes her destiny allows her to choose her own marriage partner and ensure she can contribute to the economic life of her community. At this point, I'd like to pass on a message. I know I'm speaking to future parents. I might not be speaking to people who are married with kids now, but young people, 
When you get married and have kids, do your best to uplift your female children. Remember that a person who trains a girl trains a nation. Allow her to get a full education. Allow her to equip herself with skills. And most importantly of all, allow her to choose her marriage partner and walk into her marriage as a fully developed person, which she is. On the second face of this coin, women who are allowed to get their education, I'm talking about being allowed at least to get a degree, begin to experience problems of finding husband and having children. Research shows that the average marriage age for a Nigerian man is 26 years and for a woman it's 19 years. And we are speaking of averages here. This is not the age that all people get married. But speaking personally, I'd say the pressure to get married for a Nigerian lady usually peaks or becomes its highest when she's 25 and continues to increase till it becomes rumors. I think we all know what I mean. What is the mental state of this young woman? And what does society expect of them? Women of this age range form a very large percentage of the Nigerian's workforce. And well, at least at the age of 30, most people expect an individual, male or female, to have a job and at least be able to make contributions to the household. If you still live with your parents, that is. Or at least send money for their upkeep if you don't. While this might not always be the case because of the rising unemployment among the youths in Nigeria, the problem is women under this age category who are considered ripe for marriage face social burdens of expectations and sometimes barrages of interrogations from family members and sometimes from well-meaning friends on who they have in their lives. Social media also plays its part by reminding them that people of their age already on their first and sometimes second children. The society does its best to remind them that they should no longer be in their parents' house or under their father's roof. Some of these reminders are done in a way that is nothing short of rude. It leads to this young woman falling into depressive states and becoming desperate. They end up choosing marriage partners they wouldn't have otherwise chosen if they weren't under so much pressure. Should we now mention the fact that she begins to fear that menopause would kick in? Now, for most women, there is the need to have children. Not only for companionship, love and joy, but because on this side of the world, children are seen as old age collateral by both parents. As people who will take care of you in your old age. Because there, is, there are no old people's homes in Nigeria. I sure have never seen one or heard of one. If you have, please let me know. But no one wants to grow old knowing there will be no one around to take care of them. This now contributes to further increasing the anxiety levels of this the young lady involved. It's a tough burden to bear. And if you then come from an economically disadvantaged background, it's even tougher. In fact, many of these young women in these economically disadvantaged households have been pushed or bullied into marriage for the sheer reason of the fact that parents or family members perceive the man as rich enough to carry the burden of the family. The parents see the young daughters as economic burdens which they wouldn't hesitate to give over to another person when they get the opportunity. For example, some cultures in the northern part of Nigeria allow old men, and I, re I mean really old men, to come to families where a girl has been born and claim for his wife a young girl who is as young as five or sometimes older. This boils down to the fact that parents sometimes do not see their daughters 
as capable of other things other than marriage and do not realize the ability of their children to massively contribute to society if given the opportunity to do so. Sometimes it's not just the parents but young girls themselves who probably through conditioning and popular culture cannot see their own purpose and see their own destiny as encompassing more than just getting married or finding a partner. They are unable to see themselves as drivers of change, as equal participants in their society, capable of making an impact if given the training and education to do so. I actually talked to one that told me that if at 30 you're not married and then you have plenty money that is going to scare guys away from you. I was like, ah well cheesy a close friend of mine from school joins me on this conversation as we dig even deeper into what the life of an average nigerian woman looks like before marriage okay i think i think it's mostly because they don't they've told them so much that ah you can't be 30 and unmarried you can't be 30 and unmarried and they become so scared of getting to that point of 30 and above without being married or even from 29 26 without having someone or without being married mm. They become desperate and early on, like they start chasing it so hard early on that or more if if they now get to that point, it's like the point of no return, the point of ridicule. That's how me I I kind of see it. Because I don't understand why you'd be so young with so many like opportunities in front of you and and yeah. what you are actually after so much with that kind of desperation is like getting married with that type of force. It's not like it's bad, but with that type of energy, or more. <laughs> I've actually talked to one that told me that if at 30 you're not married and then you have plenty of money, that is going to scare guys away from you. I was like, ah, who? Like, I've about people that have, that have actually said this that when you are very rich and then you are not married by 30 and above, then that means that you are scaring men away, that you are so successful, that you are so ambitious, that a man can't control you and, and you're not going to respect him. Wow. <laughs> so it now and, becomes and a thing of... Yeah, so many of them are not trying to be rich. They are not trying to survive. They are not trying to... <laughs> and then they are not, not thinking that the man should do the world to provide for them and take care of them. Wow. That I, if you take up men, that they will be scared that you're not them you not submit and all those things so it's not a matter of oh she doesn't want to be too rich because if she's too rich then the man will be scared but then she doesn't know if the yes. man will be even ready to marry her in the first place or if the man will make a good partner you see a, a woman like this once a man say i'll marry you you can't in fact it's not even these days it's not really people that are that are even up to 30 and above so young people that are still 20 25 <laughs> and the rest are yeah why the thing here is, some of them are actually scared of chasing their dreams because you see so many people that um I, I think girls that chase their dreams that I think they don't worry about this thing most times. Girls that actually want to make their money is actually yeah. girls that want to send men to provide for them. Yeah. Then they will be looking for a rich man to marry time because most girls are not taught to work hard and provide for themselves. Are you yeah. getting it? So they believe yeah. that once they are done, that's those ones that are educated. Then once they leave their father's house, they need to be in a man's house so that the man will provide for them. Since they're not going to work it, or even if they are working, the money will not be enough for them to provide for themselves all the things they want. So come to think of it, hmm? um, the rate of divorce is high. The rate of um, domestic violence is high. Then the rate people are getting married is also high. 
Like, what was happening? Because, oh, like, <laughs> um, those three things don't correlate. It, at all. At all. It, it, like, you are seeing. See, there is danger here. Yeah. Instead of you to actually sit and study and ask questions, why is this thing happening? And then, how can I avoid it in my own marriage? They're not thinking of that. They're just thinking of how to have big brother. And then, pepe, 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 other girls. Pepe, that pepe, like that pepe. You are going to live your entire life to pepe somebody else. It's just weird. I If the husband just gets more money, buy her car. Ah, Omo, now cruise, cruise up and down. You yourself, you don't get for this world. At the end of the day, you complain that the man is not respecting you. How will he respect you? What are you bringing to the table? A spoon. <laughs> yeah, bringing spoon to eat all the food at what age do you think like that the, the pressure to get married like peaks and then like what do you think happens in the family or with neighbors of these women that don't get married at the right age okay everybody most times most people says that the, the age is at, at 30 Mm -hmm. At 30 years of, uh, uh, if you're not married, then it will be hard for you to get married again. Mm? Yeah. That's a popular saying. But I think the pressure comes at different age, depending on number one, the place, um, the location, the person is staying, the family background. Because there's some family that pressure their daughter, even at as at at 10, self, at 15, self, they're already pressuring you to get married. It's depending on their background. Are you getting it? But the general this thing is at 13. Mm -hmm. But it depends on family. Because some people are desperate. You feel you feel see family now, like a rich man, if he come like this, so saying one married their daughter, they will not consider anything. They just they just want to sell the girl. Even at at even at 25 yeah. years old or anything, they, they are ready to just just out. give the girl away. Almost like bullying. They don't yes, just so the thing here is this it depends on what someone wants in their life because I believe that as your parents don't born you so mm? yeah. and from the age of teen, for me, you have to start making your own decisions, your own life changing. And then you can't you can't live regretting a decision that you would have made for yourself that someone made for you or something you accepted because any decision they are making, they can't force you again. You accepted it. Highest last last like what would be the the like the worst punishment they will give you chase you away from the house. There are people that have been in situation worse than that that survived. Yeah. And came out strong. Are you getting it? Yeah. So for, for you to just accept it, that means that is your mm -hmm. choice because in this world you always have have choices to make. So the pressure there is not really really adapted. Like. The pressure there is even before the 30 years yeah. that they are trying to, everybody is trying to get married. Because once they reach that 30 years, and I believe that for this person to get married now is not hard. Like they're already giving up. Yeah. Yes. The pressure is increasing, is increasing, is increasing. Then at 30, it speaks. Just like that. Because so, so, yeah. so <laughs> then after 30, it, it starts spelling. Everybody has started giving up on you that you're no longer getting married. <laughs> Like, I'm not getting married. This is so serious that you know it. 
Yeah. At times when you want to rent house and then you're young, you're not going to school and then they won't say, hey, this one that is not married, it's just the time. So many languages yeah, are to give you house. Yeah, that thing is a problem, a very big problem. It's not a big problem. Because you're thinking, why will a woman be 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 off to 30 or more than and then not they get married? So yeah. I think the pressure is even more that kind 25, 26. Now when yeah. they go pressure you, yeah. They go, they go ministry. Hey, you, need to, you need to come my side now. Seriously. They go, they go ministry like this. Go to this brother. Go to that brother. Go to this ministry. Go to that ministry. In the name of finding husband. Then they all these they really need to exploit them. They're busy to exploit them. You're not even preparing prepare for the marriage. You just want to get just get husband and just enter there. For all these things you said, now what are not the benefits of? Let's not just say education only. But making sure that girls mm. have skills and that those girls themselves know that they have a worth and they have a purpose in life before allowing themselves mm. or before choosing their own marriage partner. The benefit of, of 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 training your girl child, giving them skills and education can never be overemphasized. It can never mm. be because it's very necessary. It's all that person to know that see, I'm a human being. I'm 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 a, I'm a person on my own first because so many women have lost their identity. Like without their husband, they can't exist. Like I don't know if you have seen those women. Like anything, any decision they are making in their life is whatever the man says. It will help them to live their life. Secondly, it will help them to train sound children. It will help them to train children that are mentally, psychologically, economically, financially stable. It will help them to, to give birth and nurture like a proper human, a proper and a sound human being. When you are not sound yourself, how can you feel a sound human being? The thing here is this. We don't actually talk about this. But one thing they don't know is this. After training your girl child to be the best wife for any man, mm? and then you don't train your sons to be the best husband for any woman, mm? yeah. it won't work. Because that your good girl will suffer in the hands of another sports man, like in the hands of another another sports no, brat, well that their family not If the same attention and the same education and the same pressure applied to the men, yes, you see that some so many of that well them, up. yes, some of them, like I think things should be very different. It will. I think the first training that should be given to any girl child is training them to believe in themselves and then having the self-confidence because it's a very big issue that we neglect. We see it as little things, but it's, it's not little. That's the most important training you are giving any human being, not just a girl. You are giving it because at the end of the day, we forget to mention that men are also exploited. So not just the girl child, the best training, the first and the best training you can give to your child is training them, teaching them to believe in themselves because it's only when someone believes in themselves and know their self or that they can have purpose. It's only when someone believes in themselves that they can they can want to work for a good cause. Empower your girl child. Empower your girl child, not just skill, not just education, to believe in themselves. Like you see, you see self-confidence is meant to be a, 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 a cocoa on its own. Teaching self-confidence yeah. and self-worth. Because some people in this world don't even they don't even know themselves. They don't even love themselves. They don't even know their, their words. To conclude, the first thing I'd like to say is that as ladies, we can decide to empower ourselves through our education, through skills that we can decide to learn. I think popular ones these days is data analysis. There are various ways you can decide to teach yourself the things that can empower you financially and that can help you build your life. It could be through reading books. I personally love to read. I think it's a doorway to the many realities that might seem out of touch right now 
but could be just within your reach if you could work harder. I personally like to read um, motivational books like The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Millionaire's Fast Lane, and these are the books you read and, and you feel empowered. You can watch the space and listen to the stories of people like Owen Omega 4 or Tony Olimelu or Prawin Free to mention but a few. Empower yourself, ladies. Empower yourself. Then the next thing I'd like to say is to know that the things you are looking up to a man to do for you and your family, you too can do it. You can do it. There are many ladies out there who are doing the same. Gone are the days where women are expected or where a woman is expected to sit at home and wait for the man to work and bring back the money. You can work as well. You too can provide. You too can be a source of financial liberation for you and your family. You do not need a man to do those kind of things for you. The third point I'd like to make is don't wait for men who you think have money. That's not the best way to choose a life partner. There are some ladies who, who think, oh, the best man for them would be the man who has can buy them a Benz, who can build uh, a, a house for their, for their father, who can buy cars for their parents. And then they end up waiting their entire lives for such men. Well, that's not the best way to choose a life partner, especially a life partner that would allow you two to grow, that would allow you two to reach for the stars and to be your own best person. That's it on this week's episode. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I really appreciate you for listening this far. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe on your podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends. You can also leave a review at onoyunye5.gmail.com. It really helps others discover the podcast. I also want to please advocate that you follow the Wema Instagram handle on wema underscore podcast on Instagram. Have a lovely week, people. Bye.